0: chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea. 1-0. Quick thinking by Alisson and it's Salah could lift it. Still Salah.
1: the Ghost Goal Podcast. Guess what, guys? This two-part preview just got split up into three parts because we love talking about this shit way too much. (laughs) We uh, spent a bit too long talking about uh, Sorry, we're not sorry. with England. (laughs) Yeah, we're not really sorry. We just were like, we, st- we talk too much about England and uh, and Croatia. We probably may even talk about them a little bit more in terms of like the overall favorites for the tournament later in this pod, but uh, this is going to be the Group E and F uh, preview pod. Uh, the Group of Death is coming in a second, but we do have to first start with uh, Group E, Spain, Poland, Sweden, and Slovakia. I mean, all the talk has been about Spain coming into this because Sergio Busquets went and got himself COVID and uh, had, to- had to be quarantined and the whole kind of think that's going to help them. for a few days. You think that's gonna yeah, that going I, to help?
0: Yeah, I I think I'd rather have like Rodri in midfield and like they have they have their show so yeah, stacked in like midfield the
1: rest of the team went and quarantined for like a couple of days and didn't get to train and like hasn't been preparing because like they there were talks that like they were going to bring in the U21 team that had been playing at the uh the under 21 Euros. They were just oh, going to have shit, them. Yeah, they come just, up if it no. They up. just
0: played the under twenty ones against uh, Lithuania. In a friendly, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! But I'm saying
1: there there were talks that if there were more COVID positive tests, that Spain were going to have to just play their U21 team, and Brahim Diaz was going to be like the best player for them or something. So luckily that didn't happen. The rest of the team seems to be okay. It's just uh, Sergio Busquets that's out. But I mean, they still didn't get to, to prepare. Um, they're, they're not the usual juggernaut that uh, many may think uh, that they, they they are. Uh, they they still have a very good team on paper, but I think it's fair to say that uh, no one's exactly picking Spain to win this tournament. Uh, do you think there's any danger they have an absolute freak out and don't even get out of the group?
0: I don't think there's a danger of that. It's going to happen gonna gonna say, to one I don't, team. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a danger of that. Yeah, I could see it being like Croatia from our last pod, something freak happening and like Scotland and you know, we, we kind of finished that last part abruptly, but I could, I could see something like that happening in that group. I can't see it in this group. I think that like while Poland, Sweden, Slovakia, all each pose their own difficult challenges. um, A couple more defensive teams. uh, All three of them really are, are, are more defensive minded teams. I mean, it's Sweden and Poland that worry me.
1: Like they're, they're good teams and they're good defensive teams.
0: It's like, having to play against Atletico Madrid twice in your group. Yeah, but don't you think... I mean, if, if this ends up being the Spanish national team, because this is obviously all mostly dependent on if they actually can take their team or not. But I think that, you know... If Busquets can't make the tournament and they end up having to play Rodri instead in the midfield, like they still have Rodri, Thiago, Fabian Ruiz. Yeah, but that's that's Koke. not the issue that
1: I think is going to be the, like the most pressing pressing one for them. Them keeping possession is going to happen naturally. No, but I was going to say players that can help break down this Spanish down these side. Block this teams. Spanish
0: side has quite a few threats and talents that weren't there in the last World Cup. That yeah, and are unproven. Like yeah, but it's, it's much like, like Garrard, England... Moreno. It's much like the England side where I think there's a lot of players on here that in the last tournament I just wouldn't have thought that they had that enough of a mix of experience and talent but I kind of I kind of think they do now. I think they have young players like Pedri, like Eric Garcia, like um, Do you think
1: those guys are going to play
0: Pau I, I Torres. The, yeah, I think they it's are. More gonna,
1: it's more going it's more going to fall to like Danny Olmo and Ferran Torres, Torres. Yeah, Ferran Torres, Danny Olmo, Gerard Moreno,
0: Fabian Ruiz. I mean Pau Torres, Pau Torres is like probably one of the best up-and-coming center backs in the world. Them having Laporte and Torres as their two center backs instead of like who who knows what like like dinosaurs they would have put in there like probably Ramos and maybe Espiliqueta and I don't know. To me, it's very... It's interesting, number one. How how does Azpilicueta knock at a game? Don't don't
1: knock the the three at the back if you're Spain. I know they're not going to play it. Luis Enrique doesn't play it. But if he did, having uh, Laporte at left center back, Pau Torres, middle center back, and Azpilicueta right center back with Jordi Alba at left wing back. Like, Jordi Alba's just going to go forward and attack anyway. Just let him. Let him go forward and and, and do his thing. Put Ferran Torres at right wing back. Fuck it, you've got Aspilicoeta there.
0: But yeah, they, they also have, like, Jose Gaia, who wasn't on the last team, Marcus Llorente, uh, Paolo Sarabia. I mean, the the list goes on and on and on of the players that weren't on the last team. Even their goalkeeper, they've been trying this, Unai Simon, this kid who plays for Atletico Bilbao. It, pretty much just, like, he, played, he was the starter for Bilbao all of this last season, and... He, he, I mean, he's pretty much just, like, the next Keppa or whatever. Um, but he's already starting over De Gea and Keppa in the Spanish national team. So, who knows if this kid is the next, you know, big, brilliant, young Spanish goalkeeping talent. Because it seems like Spain craps out world-class goalkeepers. But, yeah, he I don't know. To. I'm more up for this Spain team than what, you know, you would think of in the past. Gerard Moreno, he's absolutely on fire. Alvaro Morata, yeah, he's trash, but... <laughs> You know they don't. They don't have. They don't have like a talisman like a but David Villa or a Fernando to Torres. Become, they do. They need one of them. That's, to that's a I was going to say. That's talisman. what this team is missing. This team is missing a David Villa, a Fernando Torres, a Iniesta. They have a Aren't lot of. They, they have a lot of names that, you know, you think these are very good players, world class players, but we just we haven't seen any of them really come out and have like a crazy breakout international tournament. I don't think. I don't think anyone in this team other than. Jordi Alba, I think, was here on 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 the on the World Cup and the Euro winning teams in twenty ten and twenty twelve. No. Okay, so it wasn't even him. So I th- so basically, there's no one on this team who oh Busquets, Busquets, other than Busquets yeah. and and I guess De Gea was on the twenty twelve team. Other than those players, there really isn't a lot of talent on this team that's that's done well in international experience and or in international tournaments. So I, I do think that they this is kind of a big. A big tournament for them. I also like Luis Enrique as a coach. I think that he can do well with this side, and I think people are underestimating Spain a little bit.
1: Okay, I, I mean, when I ask you the question, is there a chance they crap out? I'm just like looking at like the biggest scalps. I'm going to mention it with Germany in a in a bit here because they obviously did it in the last World Cup. But like, the, it always seems like there's one team that you just like couldn't even imagine not qualifying for the next round that you know craps out maybe maybe that's less likely now with the third place teams going through yeah, like I just, four out of six I just of them. think that they it have be enough really quality hard for Spain to not go
0: through. I, I, I think a player like Ferran Torres, maybe this might be his breakout tournament for Spain. I think he's one where yeah. we've seen flashes for Manchester City where he's been really good. But it seems like he, he he really gets it with his Spain teammates. And a lot of the play and the attacking play goes through him and they rely on him a lot for the goals. Um, so him and, and like you said, Danny Olmo. Um, I was going to
1: say, I actually think of Danny Olmo Ul- more than that. I think he's going to be the key and Maybe Gerard Moreno. I think that Dan- those two, and the reason I'm kind of like not behind them is because those two players are, you know, not very proven.
0: But jo- I but mean, Gerard if Moreno happen, is, it's going to be. He's Danny one of the Omer. best strikers on the planet right now. Like, there's no denying it. I mean, the guy's got goals
1: in. He, he had a good season. I would yeah. not say he's one of the best strikers on the planet. He had a good season.
0: Well, right now, right now, good, I think if you're scoring. If you're scoring. got
1: themselves in a Spain team. You know, team.
0: 30 plus goals for your club. You know, in in between Europe and your your club competition um, or your local league, I mean, I think that's enough to say that you're one of the best strikers in the world right now. I mean, yeah, he's we're not going to be like this guy's, you know, going to get deserves a hundred million pound move, but like, you know, some he's uh, on his way. Yeah, uh, exactly. There's, uh, there's, I mean, he's 29 years old, so it's not like he's been around for a while. He's just really coming into form now, and sometimes that happens. Maybe he's the Spanish Jamie Vardy. Maybe for the next three or four years, he's just going to be scoring 30 goals every year. Who knows? Um,
1: or maybe he's Roberto Soldado.
0: Maybe he's Roberto Soldado, and he was just a one-season one wonder. Know. We don't know. Um, but, <laughs> All right. but, uh, I, but I still think Spain have enough quality to win this group. I, I do agree with you that it's possible, um, especially with some of the, the players that teams like Poland and Sweden have, that... Spain sputters early on in this group and like makes it out in second and we all think like ah oh, the Spanish team is shit and maybe they get together for their get it together for the knockout stages especially because they've had such a disrupting you know initial start to the pre-tournament but yeah this Poland side um I'm I'm pretty excited about I think this is a team that they they were very disappointed to not have gone further in this last World Cup
1: You like that call? <laughs> <laughs> that you was my did. Big, that call was, that was big call. That was that was Alex's big call. That and Japan getting out. I was like, Japan are getting out of this group. Poland are finishing bottom. I was so proud of that one. I don't know if I feel the same about them this time.
0: I feel like they'll be. The I think third the one. Place team. The one big difference from this team is well, two. I would say I know Lewandowski was he was very good in, still in 2018, but he wasn't the player that we have seen in the last two or three years. Oh, come on. What okay, maybe it he was he's already playing maybe for Bayern was. Munich, yeah, then. He yeah, just yeah. had a shit tournament, like, come on, he just didn't have a good tournament. Him out like and that. then, um, I was gonna say, Peter Zielinski, who was a Your young heart. player, he was a young player in that 2018 World Cup, still was good for them then. But I think now he's he's like the, one of the talisman players for Napoli and a player that a lot of other big teams in Europe are looking at. Um, and he's one that I think we're gonna see him at this tournament. You're gonna watch him in this Poland side and be like, whoa. Like he stands out as a player who um, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people in this tournament. I think you know defensively they've got a lot of decent players like Camille Glik, like uh, Bednarik from Southampton, um, you know Wojciech Szczesny, who I think signed for Lazio today. Did he? I thought he was staying at Juve. Okay, no, maybe that was fake news. Fake news. He hasn't signed for <laughs> not, for for Lazio, but. Uh, apparently he's a, he's a good for goalkeeper. Him. Yeah,
1: the the one the one I th- I want to bring people's attention to that has kind of surprised me in my recent viewings of Poland uh, has been Karol Swiderski from uh, Pauk Thessaloniki from in Greece. He, he didn't he didn't have like amazing stats there. I think he had like fifteen or sixteen goals uh, for PAOK this season. But he's been starting for Poland up top in their four four two instead of someone like Arkadiusz Milik or Christoph Piatek. You know those are players that. Pretty you decent know, had players. higher profiles. They're, they're good players. Yeah. They've, you know, not quite reached the heights that a lot of their initial potential was laid out as, but they're not starting alongside uh, Lewandowski anymore. I may be wrong. They may just switch up and start those players in, in the first game. But from what I've seen in these recent friendlies, Carol Swiderski uh, from Pauk is. You know, he looks like the, the the guy that they're trying to partner Lewandowski with.
0: For people who and don't know, I think Pauk is probably... Like, I'm sure all of you guys have heard of Olympiacos because you've seen them in the Champions League and in Europa League. But I would say Pauk is probably the second biggest team right now yeah, they in Yeah, they, they kind of
1: circumvented... Or they took over from Panathinaikos. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, they won, this they won title the title a couple, a couple of years, of years ago. Yeah, so they, they still have money and they still have some talent. So... When you see a player from them, like, don't think automatically that the player is shit.
1: They're, they're also the club that the owner walked onto the pitch with a gun. Yeah,
0: that was, that was, I <laughs> remember that. Fucking insane.
1: That was the season before we played them in the Europa League, and all of our fans were like, fuck that, I'm not going to Thessalonica. <laughs> like a shot. Uh, they're, yeah, they're an interesting one. I actually don't favor them as much as I favor Sweden. Sweden are kind of like one of my pet teams. You know, I, I I trusted in them in that last World Cup, picked them to get out of that group with Germany and Mexico, and they did, but Germany didn't, so I was wrong about that pick. And they went all the way to the quarterfinals and lost to England in the quarterfinals of the last World Cup. They're probably the team, I, when I say that you have to play and, two and Atleticos, they've, they've I mean that more about good. Sweden yeah, than I do Poland. They've been pretty they're good. They're extremely defensive. But it works for them. They don't have the big names. They have some players that are, you know, starting to break out at like Dejan Kulosevsky at Juventus, who's a, I think, a I winger. I think I
0: think this was really uh, Alexander Isak's breakout, breakout season, season for yeah. for Real Sociedad. He got 17 goals in the league, um, and for all intents and purposes, you know, he was uh, like a fantastic player for them. Their player of the season. And yeah, like you said, Kuliszewski as well. I think you said place for Juventus, right? They're, they're
1: going to need Izak uh, even more. Both now of them that, are young. Uh, Ibrahimovic two is injured. young. Two very they, good young talents. That, but that was one of the big talking points for this tournament that Zlatan Ibrahimovic was coming out of international retirement to play at one last tournament at 39. Uh, but he got a, an injury that rolled him out of the tournament uh, with a couple of weeks left in the season. So without Ibrahimovic. It's a whole lot of pressure on two very young, unproven players, at least at international level. They've got so, they still got Marcus Berg coming off the bench. I, I don't know if they'll be starting him though. They'll probably start Isak, but who knows? I I just think they need players that can take the one or two really good chances that they create. Because for the rest of the time, it's a low
0: block four four two 2 or four two three one. 2 3 They also have that uh, and Ken Sema. Do you remember him? He played for Watford. I think yeah, he still does Watford. play for Watford. So yeah, they've, they've got some decent players up top who can who can get some goals. And then they even have Emil Forsberg, who he's still kind of that Ozil type at, at uh, Leipzig. And he doesn't play that much anymore, though. No, he doesn't. That's
1: why, is that why he's an Ozil type? Is he like Ozil at Arsenal? That's, like, that's probably why.
0: He still got seven goals this season for them, so it's not yeah, like he was terrible. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I'm I'm probably picking them second in the group, uh, Poland third, and then Slovakia. We can talk about them if you want. The only players they really have are Skriniar from Inter and Marek Hamšík. Uh, they have Dubrovka, Dubra- that very good goalie, Dubrovka yeah. from Newcastle.
0: But Vladimir I don't think really Vladimir thinks. Weiss is
1: also decent player. I mean, do you give them any shot? Maybe they get a draw in. One of these games I mean I think think
0: the fact that Like some of their main stars Like Hamsik Who back in the day You know you thought He was going to go And be a big player in Europe Ended up going to China You know just kind of Taking his payday he's, He's still not that old no, I know. I think he's like twenty nine or thirties. He's not no, that old. No, he's he's like early thirties, but he's not like uh,
1: Goran Pandev at North Macedonia. Like uh,
0: I, 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 still think like Slovakia could like get a sneaky win against Sweden or Poland, and definitely get draws against those teams. Um, and even like frustrate I'll, Spain and like I'll lose one nil or something.
1: Ireland, Ireland had to play Slovakia in the playoff to get to the Euros. It was, I think it was two legs. Uh, No, no, one leg in Slovakia. It was the worst. We missed so many just point blank easy chances that we probably should have gone through. And for that alone, if there was a chance that you could have been beaten by Ireland right now, that means I'm not picking you to get out of your group.
0: I mean, I don't like Slovakia. Slovakia. I I, I think I'm going to go Spain, Poland, Sweden. I still think that Lewandowski has something to prove in this tournament. And I think that him with Zielinski, um, and then the rest of the names that we have on, and Matthias Klick is one that we didn't mention either. Glick, Glick, Click. Uh, klick. But yeah, the the Leeds midfielder who he started Keep off, saying it. Yeah, he started off pretty <laughs> well. Uh, he didn't play that much in the second half of the season for Leeds. He mostly came off the bench, but he's another one that like he can chip in with some goals. And I don't know. I'm 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 quietly. I think Poland are like. Not dark horses because I don't think they can win it, but I could see Poland making a run to like at the quarterfinals um, if 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 the right Whoa. things fall into place for them. Yeah, so I'm okay. gonna go. I'm gonna go Spain, Poland, Sweden, and I think Sweden make it out okay. as one of the one of the better you know one of the best third place teams.
1: Same thing, but flip those two teams. I, I think Spain, Sweden, Pol- uh, Poland, and then Slovakia fourth. All right, it's group of death time. Dun, 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 dun. It's the time uh, I'll, I'll for the in, group. I'll dub in the, uh, the dun, imperial dun, march here, dun, 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 as dun, is tradition. Dun, dun, dun. No, stop singing it. I'm gonna have it be playing right now.
0: <laughs> right, but I, my voice is so beautiful, Alex. I know. I'm yeah, be sure like, that do, everyone wants to hear it. All right,
1: that. well, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that in just so you know how weird it is to hear the same song in two different keys being played at the same time. It's very annoying. <laughs>
0: No, cut it out, Alex. Don't leave it in there. No,
1: I'm not cutting it out. You're going to learn your lesson. And we have a group of death to get to. (laughs) Group F. You face of shit! Germany, Portugal, Hungary. We have the last two World Cup champions, and we have the last European champion, all in the same group. And then little Hungary, who just are fresh off a nil-nil draw with Ireland. So I'm uh, I'm Ireland ruling Hungary again. Because if you can't beat Ireland, even in a friendly... Then you're fucked. Like you're you're true, well, and They're, truly they are fucked. Because are awful yeah, they right are very, now.
0: very, very, very fucked. I mean, is there anyone? Why don't we start with Hungary so we can kind of get them out of the way? <laughs> We're going to be the only
1: Euro preview podcast. But all right, guys, group of death. Let's start with Hungary. So, what, right, what guys, do you Dominic like? Do, do you think is out Hungary have like
0: any any chance at all of getting any results in this group? Okay, a draw maybe against Sue. like Germany. I think we're being a little disrespectful to Hungary, who have a l- oh no! I okay. Hungary are going to frustrate. Tradition.
1: Are going to? Of course they do. I'm not disrespecting and, the nation of Hungary. I'm just saying, like if you drew Ireland in a friendly, even if it's a friendly, I still judge you. Not silently, I openly and vocally judge you for not beating Ireland because we are awful right now. And every team we lost to Luxembourg, Javier, in a competitive game.
0: Yeah, it looks like most of their players play in the hung, in like the the Hungary Hungarian league. Yeah, I'm, so... I'm not even trying
1: to say that they're terrible. It's just that every single game is going to be against France, Germany, and Portugal. Yeah, like, I, I yeah, just, they, it's get, not they get a draw it's maybe, but every chance they had at like r- like maybe even nicking a third place thing, which is you know. It's not likely, but every chance they had at that went along with Dominic Jabalai getting injured. For those of you who don't know him, he's their talisman. He was playing at Salzburg with Erling Holland and and Minamino when they had went into the Champions League. He got his move to uh, RB Leipzig, I think this past uh, January, and then got injured in the second half of the season. And it's incredibly frustrating because he's a really talented player and a great free kick taker, and he's going to go on to get bought by a big club and be... Known all around the world, but he's not there this summer, so they're going to get their asses. I think. I think he's already moving to RB Leipzig. I, yeah, I said that. He oh, okay. moved there in January, I think. And then he got injured. But
0: oh, that's why everything. we haven't seen him. Okay, see, I thought like he had just moved to RB Leipzig, and that's why we hadn't seen him. I didn't realize he'd been hurt for the last six months. I mean and that that's too. He wasn't, he wasn't like starting
1: for RB Leipzig when they signed him. He was like a, a like a squad player for them he's very young. He's like 21 or 22. He's still got a lot of developing to do. Yeah, but that's probably like two minutes more on Hungary than we needed.
0: Yeah, that's way <laughs> too go. much on
1: Hungary. Let's move on. Do you want to move on to the... the? Oh, God, there's so much to pick from. I'm, All right, I'm just let's, gonna, let's just go
0: up. Let's just go up. No, let's go for Portugal no, no, We're next executive
1: time. decisioning this Germany. Because I have something to say about Germany. Are we right, sure? What, you, good? what do you have
0: to say, Alex? What do you? What do you? Are we like, sure
1: that, Are we sure they're good?
0: Are we sure they're good? Okay. First of all, let me just start. No, no, no. Let me just start I want you to this hear spiel. me
1: when I say this. Are we sure? Are we like sure? Sure, like France, Portugal, sure. Because those are the no. other two teams in the group. No,
0: and I'll and I'll give you
1: the two reasons why. But that's all I'm trying to say. I'm not saying Germany don't get out. I'm saying like if they'd been given Spain's group, I'd be like, yeah, Germany all the way. This is perfect. This is good for them. But this group. This is bad for them. These are two defensive teams in France and Portugal that have the, even more talent than Germany. But they're going to sit back and just attack those spaces in behind Hummels, who's slow as shit. Rudiger playing well is obviously a bonus for them, but it's a matchup nightmare, I think, for, German, for uh, Germany going into this tournament. It's like just talking about the group. Do I sound crazy? Like
0: no, I, I, like I, I agree with you. First of all, the the fact it's so weird that they're having their coach. You know that this is going to be his last tournament, and he's been there for so long. I kind of feel like, no, but I kind of feel like the players aren't going to. I know that it's not like a club where you like need to buy into your manager's philosophy. You kind of just work with what you're given on on the international scene. But I just think that for some of these players, you know, they've been hearing the same voice for you know years and years and years, and for to finally know that he's going to be gone. I don't know if that's going to be in the back of their minds. Um, I know I'm sure they're still going to want to perform well. Um, But this is a, a few players who are going to be very confident. Um, mainly, you know Joshua Kimmich, who had a f- just came off a phenomenal season with Bayern Munich. Kai Havertz, you know, just won the Champions League. Timo Werner still plays well for Germany. Ilkay Gundogan. He, he was
1: one of the he was one of the disappointing players for them at the last World Cup. And one of the reasons he disappointed so much is because it's a very familiar theme. We've seen it at Chelsea all season this year. It's hard to break down low block teams when he's your center forward. So much so that I don't even think he's going to be the center forward. Uh, in, no, in it, looks like, it looks
0: like Mueller's. Mueller's been playing. You know, you can play Kai Havertz yeah. there.
1: Um, Yogi Low like kicked out Thomas Neuer and uh, Hummels and Mueller from the national team, and and you know just has kind of let a few of them back in. And I think that's a good thing. But like, like Thomas Mueller is probably more suited to that kind of role. He makes more interesting runs. Him and Kai Havertz can play well off of each other. And then you've got Nabry who can play anywhere across the, the front three. He can even play center forward if you need him to. It's a good front line. I just worry about them like defensively and then in midfield, because they have names, but I don't think they have like quite the right chemistry or substance yet.
0: I, I, I do kind of like their, their three at the back with um, Hummels, Rudiger, and then I guess th- he really loves Ginter, um, who plays for Mönchengladbach, and... You know, he he was a regular starter for for Munchen Gladbach, so it's not a surprise that you know he can get game time for Germany. But there's, but
1: there's not a lot of pace back there. Rudiger is the only one that well, you see is like suited have, for that. You still
0: have Rudiger, and then they they're playing Gossens at wing back. Who he's a winger. He's pretty much a winger. Yeah, he got 11 goals in, in for Atalanta for Serie. He's, he's a
1: great attacking player, but he's not a defender. I just think the, these games against Spain and Portugal are going to go like a yeah, very I, similar I think,
0: way. I think this Germany sides like a little bit too unbalanced. I don't think we have. They don't have a midfield destroyer. They don't have speed in the midfield or in their back line. It's just like that front line of Havertz, Nabri, Sane, Werner, that you, you think if that, you know, even Newhouse um, coming off the bench, you think that if that, like, and Gosens as well, you think if if those four or five players can click, they'll destroy anyone in the world. You know, I mean, the, the amount of speed and talent that's in that front line is insane, but. You're right. I think the team behind them. I think like the midfield. Cruz is you know 33 now. I mean Ilkay Gundogan is he's a phenomenal midfield we've seen that with Manchester City. You know Alex was calling for him to be player of the season even, um, and he's been stepping up for Germany recently as well. So I think he's he's he has a player.
1: Gundogan Cruz as your midfield two in a three four. Right. I was gonna
0: say. I mean they obviously play Kimmich. Uh, like, to like drop into midfield as well and use him as more of like a, yeah. a like an inverted he's wing back a right wing back he's like a yeah. Joao Cancelo Exactly he plays that inverted thing, yeah. role where he moves into midfield and then That they, definitely helps. They do. Exactly. And then they have Kai Havertz who can drop back into midfield as well. So I don't think they're like completely lost in midfield, but I do think they don't have that Michael Ballack, or that like even Sammy Kadira, like just like Torsten a big Torsten Frings, yeah, Torsten Frings, just like their big German center midfielder, they are six foot three, six foot four, who's just like well, a would leader be German, and yeah, and and who just uh, <laughs> you know is is a brick at the back and it solidifies everything for them. They don't have that player right now. They have a lot of they have a lot of flair. They have got a lot of um, good hold up play. A lot of Slick passing for sure in players like Hummels and and Kruz and and Kimmich. Um, I just think that there's not enough balance in this side for me to think. Okay, this side's gonna like win this tournament. Um, okay. Would I be surprised if they made it to like a semifinal? Kind of, even though it's Germany and they always make it to like the semifinals yeah. or, or or beyond. That's just like what Germany do. Um, and then, uh, I mean, any time that you ever underestimate Germany, they almost always end up. Doing better than what you estimate for that, them.
1: That that is true. So, I just was talking to my, my brother about them today. He was asking me like, who do you think is is like has a better squad, England or Germany? And I was just like, I mean, in terms of squads, I think England. Like, I think I think it's pretty even, but you could say England. But like Germany are like the Duke of world football.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, Especially mean, they're, in they're I mean, they're more talented now, but they're, they're they, used to, like, they're they used to be like they used to be like the Duke
1: of World Football, where they would have like talented players, but it wasn't like a squad chock full of talented players. And the ones that weren't that talented worked their asses off and were extremely efficient to you know better the entire team. I think the, the
0: other thing that they were kind of missing is is a Miroslav Klose, right? Like a uh, 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 Gerd Muller. They don't have a striker who's going to score seven, eight, nine goals in this tournament. I mean, maybe Serge Gnabry Enter is going to come Kai out. Kai Havertz. Yeah, maybe, but again, Kai Havertz hasn't had Havertz. that prolific of a tournament or, or or a season yet. You know where we've seen him so, score okay. thirty goals or something. I, but
1: here, here, what about the schedule? The, the reason I, I mention sure those two, the two other teams, is because those are the two teams that Germany will play first: France, then Portugal, then Hungary. So there's a realistic scenario. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think they draw where at least they, one of those Where they games. have like
0: one point after those first or they two have games. Zero
1: points going into the Hungary game. Yeah. I think they'll have one point, and they'll have to beat the absolute shit out of Hungary to get through in third place. And I think that's what happens. But I think it's going to be tough for them. I, are you going to I, go no, that far? To or are you going to pick them ahead of one of these other two juggernauts? No,
0: no, I think I think I have them coming out in third as well. I think. um if they come out of this group in in first or second, it'll be a different Germany side than the one we're talking about now. It'll be a side that, you know, gets a big win against Portugal or against France that we don't expect, um, because I think Portugal and France are you know are the two tournament favorites, right? Like I don't I don't think that outside of those two no, teams. For me. Yeah, I think outside of those two teams, you know, you, yeah, you can mention Spain, you can mention Belgium, but. And Italy, but I don't think you can put them in the same breath as Portugal and France right now in terms of favorites for the tournament. And then England as well, obviously. And I I think on paper, I think it's, it's like France, Portugal and England are the three on paper. And then Germany's right there on paper. I agree with you there. So like if you look at like historically, this team should be a favorite for the tournament. Are they? I don't think so. I think... Their manager leaving after this tournament, like Have I, I don't know how Yogi much Lowe's that's going to affect or them. Joachim Low, yeah, Jurgen Low, Yogi Low, Yogi Lowe. Yogi Lowe. World Cup winner. You no, know? I know, but he's just—it's just like he's been around for what 16 years now since the 2006 World Cup. So, well, he was the assistant during that World Cup, but yeah, he was appointed he was... direct right after that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just he's... for me, he's been around a long time. I think in international play. You can be, you can, you can last a long time. You can be there 12, 16 years, but it almost feels like this team is ready for a new manager. If you're coming in to this tournament with Hansi Flick, shit, I'm I'm I would have been like, they, they're going to win it. Like this is going to be, but I don't see that. Like, I'm not as excited about the team under the direction of Joachim Low of Yurgi Love, Joachim Low. I don't know what I call him that. Cause that's his name, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's just like I, I don't see it. I think that if Timo Werner and, and Kai Havertz have good tournaments, Leroy Sané players who are all, you know, had were hot and cold at different points this season, then yeah, I could see this Germany side getting to like a semifinal and surprising. But I think in this group, they're they're gonna squeak out. I kind of I kind of well, feel that.
1: I hope they I actually hope they do get out in third place. They've I think they've got their work cut out for them because the teams they're going to be competing against in those third place teams that qualify, they're going to have easier groups. Germany have two games against two of the favorites and yes, they have that hungry game to that they'll be looking at and targeting to, you know, put as many goals past them as they they can to help their goal difference, but they probably need at least a point from one of these two France and Portugal games. Obviously, I, they'll be hoping
0: for more. I, they 100% but... need a point. I think they need... I mean, they're not going to go through if they finish with just three points, just beating Hungary. They need a point. I think they're going to go for a win in one of these games. Um, I think they could beat Portugal. I mean, they could well, even beat France. Listen, sh- we, Peru, sh- sh- Peru... Should we move
1: on to Portugal?
0: Yeah, but I was just going to say, Peru played France in the in the last World Cup, and we were in their group, so I, I know very well firsthand how good France are, and they obviously went on to win the tournament, but Uh, There's weaknesses in in both of these Portugal and France teams. but,
1: But France have mastered this art that you kind of need to have at international level of not like overexerting yourself or not like, you know, straining yourself too much, keeping everything in front of you like defensively. And you know, just relying on your most talented players to you know take advantage of the two or three moments you're going to create. It's 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 a hard like balancing act to to handle. But and, and I kind of like I kind of like the
0: order. I, like kinda say, I kind of like the order. I was going to say I kind of like the order for France's games, um, where they play Germany first, right. so they can they kind of have like not the hardest game in the group, which I think is Portugal, but the like a medium difficulty. And then they play hungry next. So like you could see them almost being qualified after their first two games or even qualified if they just go they, win they win. Had, they had the and same they don't even, or for a similar even, setup against even, uh, in your World Cup. Yeah, they're not even gonna have to care in that final game.
1: Um The Denmark game and the last group game in, in Russia, they they just played to a draw. They were just like, Yeah, we're both through already. Screw it. Like I mean, I don't think it's gonna be exactly the same in, in this group, but uh, yeah, I'm more excited for that France-Germany game than I am for the France-Portugal game. The France-Portugal game I want to see is in the I final. I bet you. No, and I, yeah, I'm the, guessing that France-Portugal
0: game is going to be like nil-nil. Like, it's going yeah, it to be some like cagey, like, shitty nil-nil where both yeah. teams are probably like, if we get a draw, we're both guaranteed first and second, so let's just do that. Um, I mean, we're already on France. Screw yeah, let's it. do doing, France. Let's France. do France. I mean, France are are the... As, Arsene Wenger said, they're the, you know, omega favorites for this tournament. They're far and away the best team, um, I think, in the world right now. The fact that they were able to bring in Karim Benzema into this team, uh, uh, to me, is horrifying. They don't have to use Giroud anymore, who I know Giroud has played well in this team. He's great off the bench. He's... Just I find
1: it really disrespectful to our Lord and Savior Olivier Giroud. Listen, I love he just scored a I, I, I love me he a brace today.
0: But Kareem, start him. Kareem, Screw Benzema. Kareem, No, Benzema destroyed you guys in the Champions League, and like destroyed. You know, yes, I'm sorry, destroyed. He was the only player on Real Madrid who did this. Oh, set uh, he scored off
1: one set piece. He scored off one. one, yeah, he, one he also set hit piece the crossbar, and, then and Mendy had him in his pocket the no, entire had, rest of the, the time. he hit the
0: crossbar and had a couple of other dangerous chances, but no, I, I mean I, I think that like Kareem Benzema is playing unbelievably right now. He's you know, in the top three or four strikers in Europe, along with Lewandowski right now. And Griezmann always plays well for the national team. Even them finding that, like I kind of, before they were playing Matuidi and also like Rabiot in midfield in that last World Cup. I mean, Rabiot, no, Rabiot didn't play in that World Cup. He got kicked off the team before. Gotcha. But uh, the fact that like Tolisso's is, is the last couple of games has gotten kind of slotted into that third midfield. I think that midfield of Pogba, Conte, Tolisso is... I mean, you saw him come off the bench also in the last World Cup. Felix is a phenomenal yeah. player. He's The reason it works is because of N'Golo Kante.
1: Oh, obviously, obviously. But it's just the only reason it works. Just the, the If Ingolo the... Kante gets up an injury, and I hate even saying this, but it could happen. He's he's been picking up a lot of injuries recently, and it's gonna be an intensive tournament of games every couple days. If he picks up an injury, I don't think France are even like close to good enough without Ngolo Kanté. I think he's the beginning and end of every conversation you have about them winning. They also have like Kylian Mbappe, Alex.
0: They also have you know a a top three player in the world. Like the reason, of course, if you have Mbappe on your team, it's like it's like when you have Neymar on your team. Like it doesn't matter how, how shit the rest of the team is. Like you can randomly just win games because you have like the like That's a generational talent on your team like without i don't think
1: neger conte mbappe would only have won like a couple of french league titles he's he's not winning the world cup in 2018 without angolo
0: Kante probably not probably not even though the opposition wasn't even that high quality anyway so uh you know like croatia that croatian team i would say was not like even though it, like it was the team that had luka modric and I mean, they you put know rakitic them and they put four past I, Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. They scored that, goals when I'm they saying France to, didn't have like a huge challenge to them in the in that World Cup. I don't think they're going to have that big of a challenge to them in, in this Euro either. I think like Portugal, the, the other team in this group is, there, in group, is their big challenger. No, I know. But what I'm saying it. is, you're saying without <laughs> N'Golo they have no chance. I think without N'Golo they're still the best team on paper in the tournament. Like, no, I don't think. I think without they they, goal
1: they've, they've. I th- still think they're the best team being the team that like goes into third in this group. No, like I still think they're like certain. way better and, than Germany And the team that Ingolo. finishes third in this group is most likely getting matched up with England in the first knockout round because they Oof. get the winner of that group. So, I mean, right now we're thinking it's it's Germany and that would be enticing as well. But it just as easily could be France with like one or two injuries. Like it's not guaranteed for France. I, I, with N'Golo, I think the sky's the limit for them. I just want to stress how important he is for them. And yeah, you can talk about Benzema and having like him back in the they just played they just played
0: Wales um, on June 2nd without Ngolo, they had Tolisso, Rabiot, Pogba in the midfield and they just annihilated them 3-0 and I mean it, they don't need him. Tolisso, Pogba, Rabiot is a f- plenty good so, midfield So, on the one hand the entire you're rest Wales. of the team is so chock-full with
1: talent that um, yeah, on the one hand you're you're giving me Wales and you're comparing that to Germany and Portugal. No, I'm just in saying... In competitive fixtures. Like, okay, I'm, I'm just saying... Igolo pulls a hamstring in the first half France of the Germany game. Far, how, how is, what are France, by far... France, by
0: far, have the deepest team in the tournament. And if there was one team that could lose their best player, or their second best player, and still be okay, I think it's France. That's the one team in the tournament where, like, like I think if you take out like, I just think there's like Joshua a domino Kimmich effects. outside of Germany, like, no, like they're, they're finishing bottom, I, like below Hungary. I think like Hungary.
1: isn't available, there's a domino effect throughout the French midfield that leaks into the defense where Paul Pogba is nowhere near the player that he has been for France if he doesn't have N'Golo Kante sitting next to him. And if Pogba isn't that player and he has to come back and actually defend, he's not focused on, you know, starting those counterattacks and getting those quick out balls to Mbappe or Griezmann or Benzema, whoever it is. He he needs that reliability of that player who's just going to make up for every mistake he makes in order to flourish, and the rest of the team in turn then flourishes. I just think it's something to keep an eye out for. If it happens, it could be catastrophic for France, and I would not think they win it if it happens. But if Angolo stays healthy, they're winning this tournament.
0: I think they're winning it, too. I mean, there's never been a team that has been as dominant as that Spanish team that won the 2008 Euros, the 2010 World Cup, and the 2012 Euros. Um, There's never been a team that's won three major tournaments like that, back-to-back-to-back. This France team could do it. Like I could see them going World Cup, Euro, World Cup. They're one
1: Adair goal away from this being... Uh, their 2012,
0: it, they, they, they were in the they final. Are. They were of that in the final.
1: 2016
0: Euros, and, and they we, lost. We, we, in we would one be talking, but but I, I I think they can go. They could win the Euros, and then they could go win the World Cup. So, you know, for me, this this France team, the perfect mixture. We've been talking about Germany and Spain having you know, an England, good mixture of youth and 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 experience. This France team is absolutely perfect on that front. You know, um, Kylian Mbappe, Ousmane Dembélé. Kingsley Komen. they've got a bunch of young good attacking yeah, I about talent Uh um, they
1: don't even need to play like two wingers. They even, can just even, play even Prince Prenzel- like, of and Mbappé.
0: Kempembe's really come into his own as like yeah, the, like the the dominant center back in that back line even over Varane and for me he's one of the best left-footed center backs in the world if not, you know, the best right now. Um him, Lucas Hernandez. Uh I think Pavard had a, had an okay season for Byron. I think he's probably the one point in the team who you've always thought he's, like, quote-unquote, the weaker point of the team. There were times where he looked good for Byron this last season, but I, I thought he was a little bit underwhelming. Um, and maybe, you know, he's still 25 years old, so we still aren't sure if he's, like, a center back by trade or a right back. Um, but I think that's probably the one area of the team that people are going to try to exploit. Because I think Pogba plays on that side of midfield as well, so it's like Pogba, usually Varane and Pavard are all kind of in that side of the field. And if there was one weak side for France, I think it's that side along with you know Hugo Lloris. So if there's if there's an area to, to get out, this franchise, is going to be there. won a World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> like those, for sure. Those I can't I can't say <laughs> yeah. I mean, I but I think that Varane's fallen off a lot since that World Cup. Um, like I said, Pavard didn't have the best season, and Pogba didn't as well. So. While those players were all on, Pavard was, I think, at Stuttgart at the time, but he was playing phenomenally. Yeah. Um, He had uh, just gotten his move to Bayern. Right. Um, I just think that adding Kareem Benzema to this team makes you just insane favorites. And, you know, having that option of Giroud off the bench, this team's got so much, so much attacking talent, so much defensive talent, so much midfield talent that, yes, Ngolo Kante is the best player on the team. But are you completely lost without him? No. This team's not. Uh, yeah, I'm like, just I think saying he's ridiculous. the most important player ridiculous. on the
1: team. He's the most important player on the team, and all I'm saying is that they don't win the Euros if he gets injured for some I reason.
0: Th- I think that they could beat the rest of their opposition in this Euro tournament. Okay, if, well, hopefully, even don't without have to Angola. find out. Yeah, hopefully not. I, but I think I don't want to. I think find maybe out, Portugal but... could beat them, but that you know that's really the only team that I could see. Maybe Belgium. Maybe Belgium. I,
1: I have I have to mention before we move on. How the hell is Musa Sissoko still on the French How national team? How is
0: Steve Mandanda still on the national team, man? Dude,
1: you stay away from Steve Mandanda. <laughs> He is a national treasure. He's there he to is, mentor. He's just Mike there to Manion. like yeah,
0: to be like, all right. <laughs> he's there to uh, keep Mike we love you company. like uh you know uh we're here to be your supporter, I'm the Steve the god. It's like all right I, I I do see him put his arm around all the players all the time, just like try to be as everyone's father. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing there, but it's a crime he
1: only has thirty-four caps for France. I know Laureus is a big He's been on the for team that. for like
0: twenty years too, since he was yeah. like sixteen. He's thirty six now. So who knows? Who
1: knows? Well, let's move on to Portugal. This is a fun one because Portugal obviously won the last Euros, beat that France team in the final. But and there's a lot of teams you can say this about, but I don't think you can say it. Uh, I think Portugal top everyone. No team has like changed for the better in terms of like their, uh, the quality of players they have since that last uh, Euros. Like they won it. And now I think they're a much, much better team in terms of like the on paper quality and to be honest i think in terms of my official pick for who's going to win the euros i'm going i'm going to pick portugal just to get it out there i know i just said with ngolo kante france are winning it but portugal i know you're going to point out probably like the old center back that's going to partner ruben dias No, Diaz but like his, but like i think Ayer i think Bunk, like adding like, ruben dias to this like team france. yeah they're a defensive team they're that,
0: they're, they're pretty not going sh- give up that
1: many spaces behind them anyway. They're they're just going to sit back, wait for you to expose yourself, and then Ronaldo, Felix, Bruno Fernandes, uh, Jota. Diogo Jota, Bar- Bernardo Silva. Silva I Those mean, players are just going to tear pe- people to pieces. They've, they've had the same coach since uh, interestingly, 2016, Interestingly,
0: uh, Rui Ru- Ru- Patricio has actually been benched. They're starting uh, Rui Silva, the Granada goalkeeper. He's really? actually started Stop the last Stop couple of games.
1: from Leon.
0: No, no. Very surprising that Rui Silva is now the uh, the starting goalie, but you know we'll see if that continues into the tournament. Um, he just started today against uh, Israel in that four four nil win they had. But yeah, this is a team that has just chock full of talent, much like um, the France team. I mean, like you said, the only weakness I see in this team is is Pepe, the old center back. But even him, I mean, he plays. so Rui Silva well. just
1: got his first start today. I don't think that means he's starting the tournament
0: for Oh, that. maybe 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 not, but I but I heard that their manager was talking about him as if like he was he might start. So um Okay, I mean, that'd be really surprising that, that would be really Anthony surprising. Anthony Lopez
1: and Rui Patricio are like experienced like good goalkeepers. Like Anthony Lopez was playing Champions League last season. I don't know. Sorry, that just that just took me that just took me out for a second. Sorry, what were you saying?
0: Then there's this one play that I'm really excited to watch that there's a lot of hype behind him. A lot of people are 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 saying that he's going to be the next you know big thing. Uh, this Nuno Mendes kid, who played yeah, for uh, Sporting, yeah, the left back is 18 years old, born in 2002, oh. and he's already starting for Portugal. Um, born after 9/11. Apparently, Jesus. Manchester City are trying to buy him, so... We're so... We are you know, so old. Someone's going to pay 45 or $50 million for this kid this summer, most likely, and I bet you this is going to be his breakout year at the Euros. No, because uh, Rafael Guerrero is going to start a left-back. Unless this kid is too good, you know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe,
1: but I, I'm just saying, like, right now, the, that back line, I don't know who's right-back. It might be... Cancelo, it might be Cimento. I think it's Cancelo, then, yeah,
0: Cancelo probably starts it right back.
1: Ruben Dias is definitely one of the center backs, and then it's between Jose Font and Pepe, a thirty-seven and a thirty-eight-year-old, to partner him. And then left back, I just kind of assumed it's going to be Rafael Guerrero. He he usually pairs really well with uh, Jaden Sancho for Dortmund, and you know I don't know. You could see him having similar relationship like that to. Xiao uh, Felix or
0: the the midfield of, the of Ruben wing. Neves, William Carvalho, and Bruno Fernandes, um, and then Bernardo Silva like dropping into midfield. That's that's got to be up there with France's midfield. You know, I know that like yeah. there's no one up there like Golo, but I don't know if there's a player in this tournament like Bruno Fernandes, maybe De Bruyne. Even then
1: Ruben but... Neves might start over one of those two players they might be picking between uh William Carvalho and Danilo Pereira and have one of them as the ah, defensive midfielder. I forgot about Matilda. Danilo Pereira.
0: Yeah. No, I and mean then, I just
1: and then have Ruben Neves or Joao Matinho, or frankly Sergio Oliveira I think has had like one of his best seasons for Porto.
0: Just so twenty-eight stacked. years old. They're just—he's so, a great so player stacked. who
1: just like gets overlooked because he plays in Portugal.
0: He was amazing been, for Portugal. I remember—I remember watching him against Chelsea. I thought he was probably Portugal's he scored, best player. I think
1: he scored the winner against Juve. Yeah, the the, the free kick. He, he did. Was, he, was, did. He, was, he was great in that tournament. So um, I, mean, I don't even think he'll start, but he's a great option for them. I mean, that people Portugal are clearly about.
0: the second favorites for the tournament. They're clearly the team that we we need to watch going forward. Um, they have. I mean, I've said this about every one of the teams that are favorites, but it seems. I mean, if you're a big footballing team, this is what you do. You you keep your veterans like your Pepe. You know, you like your William Carvalho's in the side. Like Cristiano Ronaldo. No, I know, and then and then they, have too many others. They but then the, the, you know they're refreshing the side with this Mendes kid and with you know Diego Yota and um, you know Jao Cancelo and and all these other players who um, I, I think Cancelo was on the, the Euro winning side, but. Uh, you know, uh, these are players who have broken out in the last couple seasons, especially Diego Yota. And yeah, I just, I, 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 I'm I, up there with you, Alex. I think I think this Portugal team could I think they could win the group. I think that they could they generally don't do amazingly in group stages. I feel like they've kind of trudged out of the group like they did in the Euros. They had that like three three crazy game and they squeaked out of the group stage, but then, you know, really turned it on the knockout rounds. I kind of expect them to do the same here. I don't know, I know if you. I can
1: pick you're, them over France, you're, though, you're, Alex. You're picking France for I, I, you're picking France for the tournament and for this group. I'm picking Portugal for this group and the tournament. I'm behind them. Well, it's Ronaldo's swan song, like internationally. I mean, he'll probably play at the next World Cup, knowing him. But oh, I mean, he'll definitely play at the next World Cup. But okay, so maybe not his swan song. But I mean, all of the players he has around him creating for him. They could be playing against Germany and Hungary like teams that they can just counter-attack on, like easily. The, the France game, if it's important, is going to be extremely tight and it could go either way. And I wouldn't feel bad about my pick if they lost to France, but I, I, could, I can see them coming out on top. Plus they have the Euros' secret weapon. Y- your boy of old, Renato Sanchez.
0: They do have Renato Sanchez. They can who, bring him uh, off the bench
1: and just rip goals in uh, the top corner like he won did in the last the, Euros.
0: Won the title with Lille. Um, as well as Jose Font. So, yeah, his career's uh,
1: back on track. He's still only 23. Is. He's doing fine. I, I, it's time. To, it's time to put the official picks for this group down, and then uh, I guess yeah, finalize go, who I'm our picks go, are for the, the, the I'm tournament. Go
0: France, Portugal, Germany, obviously. Okay,
1: and like I said, I'll go Portugal, France, Germany. And am I right that your pick to win the tournament is France? I think so. I think so. Well, okay. Well, I'm telling you. Give your pick they're, for who is winning the yeah, Euros right okay. now. Okay, uh,
0: my pick is France, and then my dark horse is Belgium. They're like my like second. Like I think Belgium are going to go far in this tournament. And then obviously Portugal are like the second like favorites. I wouldn't fault you for picking them to win the whole tournament. I think it's a great pick too. So I just think defensively, there's not not the same, not as good as as France is. Who is that? Portugal. I think their midfield is attacking Ooh, like I don't know brilliant, brilliantly, but they don't have an ngolo
1: kante alex oh, no 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 I, I agree with that they don't have an ngolo kante but when you sit deep like portugal do and like france do and they they've both had so much success with it at international level that's the name of the game limiting your own mistakes keeping everything in front of you like i've said and you know not overexerting yourself with like trying to press and be sexy just get the job done, and those these two teams encapsulate that better than I think anyone else in this tournament. I, I'm just giving some thought to like dark horse picks because I, I'm pretty bullish on Portugal. I think they're going to win it, but then I can't really settle on who would like on this side of the the three groups we've talked about tonight, and then the the previous podcast. Well, I you're, guess still going with your Italy?
0: you're still going with your Italy, Alex. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: Italy as a dark horse, but they don't feel right as a dark horse. They're, it's Italy, you know?
0: Well, no, they would be a dark horse. Much like Belgium, I mean, they would be teams that... I mean, Belgium's definitely more of a dark horse. They've never won, like, the Euros or the World Cup or anything, but...
1: Yeah, but they're fresh off a World Cup semi-final. Like. Yeah,
0: and Italy, I mean, Italy Italy are still historically, like, an amazing team. But I think you can call either one of them dark horse. quote-unquote dark horses, because they're not favorites to win the tournament. Okay, well
1: I'm I'm instead of Dark Horse, I'm not gonna do a dark horse because I think it Eng-
0: England, Alex. We haven't we haven't we haven't talked enough about England. What like you don't think that they have a chance to win this well, let, let's, Jaden let's, let's Sancho talk about England. Phil? Let's Foden, talk about England. Because, Jude Bellingham. Because I think England are probably the third team right after France and Portugal that you're like, they're the third favorite to win.
1: Yeah, but if you if you go into a semifinal or a quarter final and England is one of the teams, and they have to play against France or Portugal. How I think do they you could, think that's think, going to go?
0: I think they could beat either one of them. I really, really? do. I really do. But I think I that think completely they like depends. would just
1: play into their hands, overextend I think that depends, themselves, Alex, and get
0: counterattacked. I think it depends on what this midfield looks like for England. We didn't talk about it, I think, enough on the last pod, um, even though we somehow yeah, talked we, 30 we minutes only, on we that We only group. spent an
1: entire pod right. <laughs> on that when um, we planned to do but like one
0: I think, like, you know, Jack Grealish... We'll see if he actually ends up coming out uh, in, in on the international stage. I think Jude Bellingham. I think Jaden Sancho. I think they have enough like young X factor players that could just show up in a tournament and just absolutely win it for you that, you know, England's another one up there that I I really am going to watch. And I I think they're going to be exciting and fun to watch in this tournament. And, you know, I hope that they're not defensive and boring like Southgate teams generally end up usually being so. I
1: I don't disagree with you. I I think they can be exciting and get into the later rounds. I'm just very confident that if and when they do come up against a, a Portugal or a France, that's going to be where they they, they fall because they're just going to get frustrated. If they score, it's only going to be maybe once, maybe twice, and they're going to get countered and be very open to counterattacks from a lot of very rapid, good counterattacking players that France and Portugal both have. So I just think that matchup, it's just like rock, paper, scissors. How are you choosing to play? Oh, you're choosing to be attacking and, and having possession? It's an international tournament that's not a good idea. It's as simple as that to me. Maybe I get made to look like an idiot, but yeah, maybe, maybe, but again, it's England whenever whenever you like whenever we like talk about them as being good, they disappoint you. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for,
0: yeah, no? but like th- this is a mix that we haven't seen. I think I think that they had. Too much expectations and too much, like, big heads back in the 2004 to the 2010, like, they, they had, there's like... Not, there's they not had, big expectations had, now? No, because they don't have, like, a world player of the year or, like, people were calling for, like, Lampard and, and Gerard back then to be, like, you know, in the discussion for Ballon d'Or. They don't have those players right now. Like, they don't have players who are in the discussion for Ballon d'Or. They don't have players who won the Ballon d'Or like Michael Owen did back then. They don't have David Beckham, like, a star who's, like... You know, th- this team feels That's like they're not true. Cl- Harry Kane. No, like, but like, yeah, but okay, but I'm saying this team feels a lot closer, like they like a closer knit group, and I think that's the one thing that's like held England back in the past. Is it was always a group of individuals, a bunch right. of stars who didn't work together. You you see now like Mason Mount's like bros with like Rashford and with like Rice and with Saka and with you know what I mean like the, well, yeah, all, all if of if these different players. They streamlined right.
1: the under 21 and like the academy system much more, so all those so players that's where actually I think, played together exactly.
0: Before. So that's where I think that like there's a difference in the this world cup going in is that like there's a unity to this england side and there's a cohesion that's not been there in previous tournaments we saw that come to light even in the last tournament in the world cup where like i was reading off some of the names that you heard in that last england squad not nearly as good as the names that are in this england squad but yep. the cohesion and the 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 camaraderie was there in that last england team I think it's it's going to be there even more in this team, and I think that's why they're going to be ones to watch because I think that that's, that's there. like That chemistry, that camaraderie, um, keeping the same coach, which was always a problem with England too in the past, is just not having the same coach. All these things I think will lead to England having a good tournament.
1: All right, well, we can wrap things up there. It's going to be a hell of a tournament. There's some great games to look forward to to kick things off. Uh, I think I mentioned on the last pod, Turkey, Italy, starting things off Friday uh, 3 p.m., Uh, And then over the weekend, we're going to get to see England, Croatia, Sunday at 9 a.m. There's uh, the start of that group of death will be next Tuesday. France, Germany and Hungary, Portugal are going to play on uh, Tuesday to finish out like the first match week of games. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for summer tournament football throughout the day, three games a day. Let's get after it. I'm excited. All right. Javier, thank you for previewing. Footy's back. Footy's back. Thank you. It was only gone it was for, gone week for like two, two weeks. But we were starving while it was gone. <laughs> these international friendlies haven't been cutting it for me. I need some meaningful football. Uh, Javier, thanks again for jumping all, all these preview pods with me. Uh, sorry we talked too long about, uh, about some things, but it was always bound to happen. Uh, you can follow us on social media at ASMOS92 from me. It's just at, weird
0: that we did one pod, three three groups, one pod, one group, and then one pod, two. It's like.
1: Yeah, we're weird.
0: We're weird. Get over we're it. We're weird like that.
1: <laughs> we're kind of weird. You can follow Javier on uh, Twitter at JavierRev9. And you can follow the podcast socials at Pod. Enjoy the Euros. And until next time, see ya.